Welcome to the Coop Tank. I'm your host, Steve Cooper, coming to you from Sweet Recording in beautiful Mount Laurel, New Jersey. You know, people, to tell you about Sweet Recording, this wonderful studio is the owner, the producer of this show, and my buddy, Joe Ganjemi. What's up, Joe? Yo, Coop, what's going on? Yes, this is Joe Ganjemi from Sweet Recording. At Sweet Recording, we help brands, businesses, and organizations to launch podcasts and YouTube channels of their own. From those podcast episodes, we then help you to create social media content like video posts, uh, you know, blog posts, and more. It's an efficient and effective approach to digital marketing. So if you're interested in learning more, you can contact us anytime at hello at sweetrecording.com or visit us on the web at sweetrecording.com. That's S-U-I-T-E. Take it away, Coop. All right. So uh, we have a great show today. As I said, uh, two people I've never really talked to. Now, the first person I, I've met at events, I met her at Tyler Ardron's event from Reynolds Restoration. It's Jenny Washart. How are you doing, Jenny? Hi, how are you? I'm glad I'm to doing, be here. Yeah. And from the Gloucester County Chamber of Commerce, we have Janet Garrity. How are you doing, Jared? Good morning, Coop. I'm doing well. All Thanks right. for having and me. From TD Bank, Krista Collings. How are you, Krista? Hi, Steve. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. So, uh, so Jenny, tell us a little more about Reynolds Restoration, what you do, and a little more about the company. Uh, yes. So, I am with Reynolds Restoration. We are a 24-hour emergency service company. Um, we deal with fire, flood, mold, any type of disasters. Um, I am the business development director. I absolutely love it there. Um, I... Um, so they are independently owned. It is a amazing company to work for. Um, they do everything from, you know, cleaning it up to rebuilding it. So it's kind of awesome. Okay. How about you, Janet? Cause you're with the Gloucester County chamber. Tell us, how did you tell us more about it? All right. So I'm the executive director of the Gloucester County chamber of commerce. So uh, we've got about 400, 450 members. Uh, here in Gloucester County, it's a, basically a regional chamber of commerce. Uh, most of them are uh, Gloucester County-based businesses, but we got about 30% of our membership comes from outside the county because a lot of businesses want to do business in Gloucester County because it's the fastest growing county in uh, uh, southern New Jersey. So, you know, hey, listen, it's uh, business development uh, for people that need their business development, professional development, networking. Uh, we have a lot of different benefits so uh, we provide to our members and um it's uh it's about uh, the organization was started in 2001 so we've been at it for a while okay and krista well I'm, i i actually bank with td bank because when i moved back from la td bank was walking distance from my place and i said <laughs> i'm gonna go to td bank but you work for td bank tell us more about what you do and tell us more about td bank absolutely so so td is america's most convenient bank We've actually been around for over 150 years. Not myself. I did not start. <laughs> and uh, we are one of the 10 largest banks in the U.S. We have a full range of retail, small business, and commercial products and services. Uh, we're actually headquartered right in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. And my office is actually right at a 20th and Market in Philadelphia. So what do I do? I'm actually, my role is a vice president and I'm also a relationship manager. What does that mean? I'm a resource person for all things TD. That's basically what that means. I'm basically the customer's advocate and person to go to and uh, give out my cell phone and make sure that they're getting the very best service and products available to them through, through the bank. 
Okay, well, no, you know, all you all have very different professions. And I want to find out, you know, how did you get to where you are now? Because, you know, no one sits there when you get out of college or high school, you don't sit there. I'm sure you don't sit there and go, hey, I'm, I'm going to be a head of a chamber of commerce. It's something that just so we'll start with you, Janet. How did you come to the job that you have now? What were your steps? What made you end up where you are? Well, Coop, you don't have enough time in this podcast to answer that question, really, quite <laughs> frankly. But, uh, you know, hey, listen, I'm a graduate of Glassboro State College with a law justice degree. So how did a girl like me get into this seat? It was a long journey, uh, a lot of learning. I My first half of my career was law enforcement, quasi-law enforcement. And uh, the second half of my career has been um, really... Uh, I, I was a reporter for a number of years. I transitioned my own business, gained a lot of experience. And then uh, about four years ago, this opportunity uh, came up. So I guess because I was such, I had an array of uh, resume, uh, interesting resume, uh, quite frankly. And I think I bring all that to the table and, and they asked me to, to come in as director. So that's, 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 that's the short version. How's that? That's good. Okay, how about you, Jenny? Because, you know, I know you're newer at this position, uh, at this job, but tell me, how did you end up in the restoration world and at Reynolds? So, um, yeah, you would have to have a really long show to, to hear my background. But um, so I actually, believe it or not, I started out in the medical field. I was working at Cooper as a phlebotomist. Um, I actually left there. I was in the restaurant business. I was in the entertainment business. I uh, I was the general manager of an entertainment company for many, many years. Um, and then I um, started doing lashes and I had my own business and crazy COVID happened. And um, my girlfriend actually uh, is the vice president of a company for, um, they actually do claims for Amazon drivers. Uh, so I was like, Hey, you know, I'll, I'll jump on, I'll do it. And um, I just remember sitting in my house and being like, Oh my gosh, do I really have to like, look at another claim? Like every day, my queue was hundreds of claims. I'm like, I can't even get to these people. It was every Amazon driver that smashed someone's mailbox or did something. And then mind you, I'd have, you know, Susie and Johnny on the other end, like screaming at me because they want their mailbox fixed today. And I'm like, I can't do this. I need to be with people. I am a people person. So, um, my girlfriend was like, you would be great at business development. You love people. I hate people. You would love to be out in the, you know, out in the crowd talking to people. And so um, a job had uh, come up for restoration. And I was like, hey, you know, like how hard, it, how hard can it be? I love helping people. So it was kind of like I can, you know, put what I because also, you know, on the other end, I actually um, was working at a um uh, rehab center, like to get people help and, you know, people off the streets and all that. That's a huge passion of mine. I do that on the side as well, but I was like, Hey, you know, um, maybe I would like to like go to a networking event. And I remember my first networking event was with Janet and I walked in and I was like in a corner standing in a corner, like, Oh my God. All right. So I got to get comfortable being uncomfortable. That is my best thing that I, I say. And then I started the Woodbury chamber and I'm like, yeah, I can be out every night. Like this is, this is fun. And then I started to understand, like, I need a work-life balance. I can't be networking every night and then working all day long. Um, but I love restoration. I love restoration because at 
people's worst times, I feel like I'm a great resource and, and I get to help people, you know, clean up the mess that, you know, that happens, you know, people have a flood and, and they're, you know, we're at, they're at their worst moment in their life. You know, at least they get to deal with someone who is genuine and and truly cares about making things better. And so I, I started in the restoration and I love it. I'll, I'll, I'll be with Reynolds forever. As long as they don't get rid of me, I'll, I'll be there. <laughs> I, I feel like I'll be there forever. So that's, that's kind of awesome. how I got caught into it. That's great. How about you, Krista? Sure. So I actually uh, started in banking about 20 years ago. And at the time I was uh, getting my degree, uh, bachelor's in business administration. And to be honest with you, I had no idea what I wanted to do. I was really the first uh, woman in my family to, to go on to get a um, degree. And, um, you know, everyone was like, this is so awesome. You're getting a degree. What are you doing? With it? You know, and and honestly, I didn't really. I I honestly loved journalism when I was younger, um. So I just felt like the business administration degree would be great for me to get a good handle on all things. Um, at some point, I thought about being an entrepreneur, um. But honestly, you know, the person that hired me was Commerce Bank, and I really enjoyed being a customer service representative. And when I graduated, I had awesome people at that company that said, hey, don't you want to go full time? And I said, sure. I know that my parents sure as heck want me to go full time. (laughs) So, um, you know, that worked out great. And I went into lending. I've had a lot of taps on the shoulders along the way and really earned every single bit of them because I've just always said no one's going to outwork me (laughs) and I've just really worked super hard for everything that I have done and I was not afraid when someone tapped me to try something different um, to learn the role to you know put the time and energy into into everything I was doing I um, was really happy that I had uh, two children while I was in banking and uh, was able to be home with both of them when they were first born and also um, continue to make sure that I was uh, able to have some flexibility and some time off to, to really enjoy as they grew up. And it's just really been a great career choice for me. Um, first off, there's just an endless amount of options to, to, to kind of go into uh, through banking and a lot of open doors, a lot of uh, people have mentored me along the way. And uh, when I came to TD, which was a little bit over a year and a half ago, I made a choice to be here because I saw how community minded they were. I saw it as a great brand to uh, stand behind. And I felt like for all the customers that are my passion and uh, appreciate them so much, um, love advocating for them. I, I felt like I could really bring them a great level of service by being here. Okay. Well, now you all, you all seem, you know, you love your jobs. That's all good. And, uh, you know, we're all in the world of social media. And when you go in and you see people talk about, you know, motivation, you know, have the people like, oh, motivate, you know, people always put up stuff and you go, wait, what, what, look into your heart and tell me, 
what actually motivates you? I mean, I don't want I don't want the answer like, oh, you know, this is, but you know, what motivates you? We'll start with you, Crystal. What actually motivates you day to day? What motivates you? So one thing that, you know, if, 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 uh, you know, somehow I won the lottery and I never had to worry about a single thing monetarily again, what truly is my passion is connecting people to other people and being able to really serve beyond myself. Um, I, I'm just someone that I, I, I'm a giver, you know, I'm such a giver. And so for me, I'm just super happy when I see something that I did had a trickle effect and, and created something. So that's, that's the passion for me. How about you, Janet? What motivates, what, what motivates Janet Garrity? Well, I tell you, if I won the lottery, I'd be out. I'm going to be honest with you right now. I read this, I read, uh, I didn't even finish reading the book. Honestly, there was a book out a few months ago and, and it said, listen, if you need motivation, you're in trouble. Right. So I, uh, I've been blessed. I was blessed by uh, being born into a, um, into a family that was, they're born motivators. They're always hardworking. Uh, I was blessed with uh, being surrounded by a lot of very smart people in, in my family. Um, uh, you know, I don't think I hit that level, but I, I, I can play along. Uh, and I think having that internal drive all the time, all the time, since I was a little kid, whether I was playing the drums, whether I was playing basketball, whether I was trying out for something, whether I was trying to get a job, whether I was trying to get a promotion, whatever it was, there's a drive in there that I still to this day cannot explain other than it's helped me build a life that uh, you know I enjoy. And so that's it. It's a, it's a self-determination that I, I was just lucky enough. It's part of my DNA because of the family I'm from. Okay, how about you, Jenny? What what uh, what what makes you tick? So, um, if I'm going to be honest, and I'm and I'm going to be completely real, um, so I have had a um, very interesting growing up. Um, you know, uh, my mom passed away when I was 12 uh, from breast cancer, and uh, my dad was, um, you know. Uh, not always there. I, I will say, um, I came from a family of addiction and, um, I, I used to look at that and, and say, that's definitely something, you know, that I don't, I, I don't want in my life. I, you know, I want to do what I can to, um, succeed and be the best person that I can possibly be. Um, a couple years ago, I, um, you know, I was in a really dark place. There was a lot of stuff that I, I didn't, I, I didn't deal with, you know, I, I didn't deal with a lot of my childhood stuff. I didn't deal with things. And, you know, it led me to a very, a very, um, a very dark, dark place. And, you know, I remember just sitting there one day, you know, attempting to, um, make a really bad decision and, you know, end my life. And, I completely changed that. You know, I have two beautiful children, two beautiful children that that motivate me every day to want to be the best person, 
You know, I am a people pleaser. I am someone who will go above and beyond for anyone. Um, but I absolutely love being genuine and helping people. And, and like Krista said, connecting people, you know, if there's somebody you want to meet and Jenny knows them, Jenny's Jenny will introduce you, you know, um, I have remained the most positive person over some of the darkest times. Um, and, you know, I just feel like for me, I, it motivates me so much every day I wake up and I, I just, you know, I thank the Lord that I am where I am today and that I am pushing through and that I can, you know, I have this great, amazing, uh, network behind me and, and people in, in the community that have motivated me to want to just keep doing more and keep doing more and keep doing more. And, and every day it's like, uh, sometimes, uh, you know, I'll listen to people and, you know, they're negative and I'm just like, you know, it could be this, like, you know, you can, you can wake up feeling that way, but at the end of the day, like you should be, you should really understand how blessed and truly, you know, blessed that you are to have everything that you have. So keep pushing yourself. And that's why I try to always be an inspiration to many and, and be a person that can, someone can always count on and, you know, you need anything, contact me. Like I'll, I'll even, you know, talk to you, you know, a lot of things we don't talk about is, is mental, you know, people's mental status and how they feel. And, you know, so I just, I feel like my motivation is, is I'm going to be the best version of myself. So whatever, whatever that means I need to do. And, you know, I will continue to push and, and show my kids that, you know, you can do anything you want in life. Dream big that I've told my kids that from, you know, day one, my son's 21 years old, just started his own company, mobile detailing and like just watching him. And now he's an inspiration and putting up videos and all this stuff. So, so, uh, yeah, so that's, that's a little, that's a little side note of me, but well, that, that's good. Though. That's good. That's good. It makes sense what you're motivated. Now I'm going to switch them. I'm going to switch the gears here now though, because we're all talking about motivation and how we, uh, what we love about our job. Okay. What? Okay. Well, when I did stand up comedy, I loved performing. I would be on the road 250 shows a year. But what I hated was I hated driving to the gigs and having 23 hours. I hated it because well, going on stage, you can't change that feeling, but I hated it. So it's something I didn't like about my job. And I know all of you have something you don't like about your job and you won't want, and it has to be something traffic, but there has to be something you don't like about your job. Janet, we'll start with you. What is something that you don't like about your job? And if you say, I love everything about my job, I know you're lying. Cause it may just be something where I hate filling out a report or anything, but what don't you like about your job? Well, thanks for putting me first down. And I went, poop, I really appreciate that. <laughs> I think, uh, in all honesty, listen, this is a great job. It, you know, it is really a cool gig. What, uh, listen, we've got, like I said, I got 450 members. We've got about 20 board members, right? And then, you know, I got a lot of businesses coming and going. So it's a lot of plate spinning. It's a lot of plate spinning. And there's sometimes I get a little worked up about is any of them, are any of them going to fall? So, you know, keeping pace all the time, uh, having to be, you know, okay, well, this is going on. This has to happen. This has to happen, you know, and all of that. And there are times that you can, I don't get confused by it, but, uh, you know, I, I get concerned that it gets ahead of me. And so I'd like maybe to, you know, maybe instead of 20 plates, it's 10. 
so that that's probably the most challenging portion of my job. I, and at the same time, I love variety. So, right, the things you hate, but then there's a flip side to it. Like everything, there's a lot of things you hate, but there's a flip side that you might like. This is no different. How about you, sense? Jenny? How about, how about what, what do you like about your job, Jenny? So I have to say it, it's, it's difficult for me because, um, you know, I do, I, I, from where I was and where I am now, I absolutely love my job. The one thing that, that, you know, is a little hard sometimes is, is like, I have to deal with people at the worst times of their life, you know, and I have to deal with business owners at the worst time of, you know, the worst time. So for me, it's, you know, sometimes it's like, oh man, like I, you know, I, I feel bad because like, I, you know, I, I, I am, I have empathy and I have compassion. So like, it's, you know, sometimes it's like, oh my God, like I look at what I do and it's like, you know, I, I have to wait for someone's, you know, uh, whole life to fall apart a little bit before, you know, before I can clean it up. But the, the, the positive to that is I love, what we do and how we do it and the process and, and how, how concerning and, and how a situation can, a situation can go from being a complete nightmare to being the absolute best, you know, fixing it up in, in such a quick time, our response time. I, I love the fact that, you know, it's funny, we had a sales uh, retreat on Wednesday in Harrisburg. So I'm in Harrisburg and just listening to our one, you know, director of emergency service. And he's like, you know, because we have like a form that needs to be filled out when someone calls in with a loss. And he's like, listen, I'm more worried about you calling me and giving me name, number, this, that, so I can get a crew dispatch. So the quicker that I can get somebody there is the, is the, you know, the quicker that I can get the job started and, you know, and, and get it rolling so that we can get it cleaned up in, in, in a quick response time. So it, it was, it's cool to hear how everybody else, their parts, you know, their jobs play a part in, in someone's, you know, business and, and all they, all we want is the same thing. We just want somebody to get up and get, get everything cleaned up in, in a quick matter of time. So their business isn't, you know, they don't have the downtime and they're not losing money. So, you know. So you don't, you don't, you don't like that. I just don't like that. I just don't, you know, I, I, I guess for me, I just don't like the fact that sometimes, you know, well, I have to deal with people at their, at their worst times, you know, it, it is hard. I was, I was in that, in your business. Yeah, for a while so, it's you know. like, oh, Hey, how you doing? If your house ever burns down, call me. Yeah. You never, yeah. Like I hope yeah, you never need me, but exactly. You do need me here. We'll here's do a good job. Number. I know exactly what you're talking about. How about you, Krista? <laughs> what don't you like? Cause you've been in banking for a long time. And so you have to really love it, but there's gotta be some things you don't like. Yes, absolutely. So, so I will say I chose to do small business lending and I chose to do it at TD. So I am very happy that I'm able to be here and, and be doing the job I am. However, there is times where there is no time, none. It's just, you know, you're, you're literally going from either one event to the next and trying to, I always literally on Monday say, okay, this week, I'm going to be in control of this week that I have ahead. And then by Monday afternoon, I am completely sidetracked and in some other completely different direction and trying to manage, making sure that everyone is given adequate time, energy, um, including, you know, the little people that look up to me as mom. So, 
you know, it, I would say the thing I don't love is not having enough time. And it's certainly not a reflection on TD. This has been, this is me. This is a Krista thing. <laughs> I just unfortunately want to do it all. And, um, you know, I'm still working on time management. So I'm probably going to be for years. <laughs> well, cause yeah, you work for time management, you know, we all, we all do what we do, but what do you do when you have a bad day? Like if I, if I wake up and I'm in a crappy mood, you know, I, I put music on, I think music can always get me in a good mood. You know, I don't put anything morose on. I put on, you know, something upbeat. I don't sit there, you know, put, you know, the end by the doors. I don't put that on, but I, I, I pick something at Pappy, you know, I, and I, that, that gets me in a good mood when you have a shitty day. Before or after, what do you do? Like when, when you, Jenny, when you have a bad day and you, you've been through a lot, you've been in the dark times, and you said that, what do you do that brings you into a good mood? Because it sucks walking around in a funk, but we all do it. But what do you, how do you get out of that funk? If you're in a funk, Jenny, how do you get out of it? Um, so I would say for me, um, you know, I mean, that's happened a lot in, in the past, but now I've learned, uh, ways of, of definitely dealing with it better. Um, so, you know, of course, obviously we all have days where we wake up and we're like, oh my gosh, like I gotta, you know, but you know, what's so crazy about that is the days that I wake up and I'm like, oh, I just feel blah. Like are usually the days that something amazing happens. I either meet somebody who is a power connector. I either, I either, uh, you know, talk to someone and have a great conversation. I, you know, I always say, so my biggest thing is, you know, every morning I'm like, you know, when I, when I start to feel like that, I say, God, you know, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. You know, I, I always, or, you know, sometimes I changed up Dear God, please don't make me want to slap someone today. You know, like I need that. I, I need that. Um, I need that positivity so that I'm not, you know, going out there and, and nine times out of 10, they're the days that I, I, I make something happen. And, and that for me is, you know, the days I don't want to do it are the days I push myself that much harder because usually, you know, just my track record, I see that those days I end up going back and I journal. So I, you know, I'll write everything down and, 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 you know, I'm looking back, like wake up, you know, horrible day, this happened, this happened, this happened, end of the day, turned it into this, met this person, had a great connection, great conversation. And, you know, so, but yeah, we all have shitty days. So <laughs> it's really pushing through them. Right, how, about, how about you, Chris? What do you do when you wake up in a funk or in the middle of the day, you find yourself in a funk? I, I will say I am very much to um, many people's annoyance, an extremely positive human being and definitely have had plenty of not so great days. But I I do a great job of self-talking to myself and and making sure that I remember where I came from, how I got here, and that it's all self-earned. So I, I just say to myself, you know what? If if this isn't going to work out, it really probably is not my fault <laughs> because in all honesty, I'm doing a great job. So, you know, mm -hmm. let's let's pass it to someone else. Let's brush it off, move on. I also do walking. Um, so, you know, it's so funny. I'll sometimes I'll just like pace around the office, um, obviously working from home today. So I would take my dog for a walk or at the office, I'll just 
walk around and that's how you know I'm uh some dealing with something and it's probably best to leave me alone. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> okay how, how about you Janet how do you how do you deal with it well yeah I think you know uh, a little bit of touching on what Krista said I think is trying when you're having a tough day and listen sometimes like and like what Jenny said you know some days just gonna it's just gonna be hard and it's just going to be hard. And, you know, I've lived a long life and I've had tragedies and heartbreaks and, you know, you can't, sometimes you can't get, I was talking to a friend recently about if you're having a bad spot, sometimes you got to realize you're just in the spot, mm-hmm. you know, fighting to get out of it might be more trouble than it's worth. And just understanding where you are and then how you, how I've dealt with it is, that accountability like what Krista said is like boy I I I've been pretty lucky you know I've got great health um I come from a wonderful family I have a terrific husband beautiful two beautiful children um and, and you know it's just so checking in with that gratitude you know what do what do you got what's in the wind column for you and the wind column is every day with what I just itemized also you know my husband's pretty funny so when I come home and I start to, you know, vent and, you know, talk about the day or whatever, if it's not a good one, you know, within five minutes, we're laughing about it. And then it's, you know, okay, let's, uh, let's uh, find out where our blind cat is. So, you know, we just get over it quickly. <laughs> well, there, there you go. You know, you, you have a blind you know, cat. I guess yeah, a blind you got, cat's you know, like... when you got a blind cat. Exactly. So, okay. So as I said, needs you know... to find the, the litter pan. Exactly. Unless then you'll be to have a really bad day. (laughs) Now, all of you are successful in what you do. And you're women. And we had talked before air. I've told the story in the air before about my mom being a woman. I know it's 2023. (laughs) And and I still see a lot of misogynistic assholes out there. And I have no problem saying that. You know, I, I, I see it. And sometimes I can't believe what I'm in a breakout room and someone says something and I'm like, are you, are you joking me? Like, like, are, are you, are you serious? And I almost dropped the F-bomb there when I say, I will. I'm like, are you fucking joking me? Like, why would you say that about a business peer? In this day and age, do you, do you still find challenges being a woman in a workplace? And the sad thing is the answer should be, no, Steve, we're completely tra- treated the same. But there's people that aren't and i'm going to start with you janet because you said you've had different careers and you you run an organization but do you still see in 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 the business world in the networking world do you see there's still you still have challenges as a woman when you you in real in real a real a perfect world you wouldn't do you see that yeah I, I still see it listen i'm at a point in my career that i'm not challenged by that uh honestly you know i I've been lucky uh, that uh, I've developed a uh, strong sense of myself. And then you kind of, and I've also learned to pick my own, you know, in in my circumstance, I've learned to pick my own battles, right? Um, You know, have I seen misogyny? Yes. Have I experienced it? Yes. You either decide to take it on or leave it. And if you have to take it on, you got to just kind of run them over a little bit. Um, that's what I've done, but I do still see there's assumptions to, uh, women's capabilities, uh, still out there. 
Um, there is a lack of understanding of the plates that women juggle. I do think more so than men to this day. You know, these two women are still raising children. Um, they have challenges that maybe their male counterparts don't have. Um, and I do think that's going to continue to be an area of our society. Uh, you know, I talked to I heard about what your mother had experienced and, you know, yeah, holy cow. Uh, to today, the next level of that challenge is having a true acceptance of the entire life of the, the adult worker. You know, uh, they also are a caregiver at home. They have children. They might have aging parents. So uh, I do see that that leans still more heavily on women. And men don't recognize how hard it is. You know, like Krista talks about this and that and this. But, you know, Krista probably goes home and then has to make sure the homework's done, the dinner's on the table, the dog's let out, right? Chances are maybe Krista's taking on more of that burden than, than her spouse. I don't know. He seems like a nice fellow. Um, so that's still very much a burden for women. Okay. But misogyny, good. you just kind of beat them upside the head and, you know, make them realize that that was silly. Good. How about, how about you, Jenny? So I, I definitely don't deal with that um, uh, now. I, I definitely did, uh, you know, in the past. Uh, I had a little funny story. So when I first started, um, you know, I was waitressing and I went to this, uh, you know, restaurant in Center City. And I'll never forget because I was like so excited and I was like, I'm going to go. I want to be a front waiter. So like that's the terms they used. You were their back waiter, you were a front waiter. So I went into this one place and, you know, the, uh, the, the general manager was like, yeah, he's like, uh, I have a day shift available, like for lunches, you know, but, um, night shift, you know, that's not available. And I'm like, well, why? And he's like, you know, it kind of just like going around the question. I'm like, yeah, I did kind of notice you don't have any females working at night. Um, is there a reason for that? Oh, no, 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 no. And I was like, well, thank you so much. I said, I really appreciate the opportunity. I said, but I'm a front waiter and I work at night. So I don't, you know, come during the day. And then he, he, I went to walk away and he said, you know, come here real quick. And he goes, you think, you think you could handle that? I said, mm. yeah. Are you, is this a challenge? And uh, I ended up being the first female front waiter at this restaurant in Center City. And I worked there for many, many years. And it actually led me into being the first general manager woman for a entertainment company that they're publicly traded across the country, 21 locations. So, you know, yeah, I, I, I definitely dealt with it. I, de I definitely think it's it's something that still happens today. Um I, I can't say I deal with it now because I work with, you know, the company I work for, they're just simply amazing and and just treat you know treat women and and everyone so well but um yeah we do have a lot on our plate you know uh, I always I'll come home and joke and I'm like you know I'm Jenny from the block I can handle anything you know like <laughs> I can do it all so yeah you know you shouldn't have told me that because now when I see you at an event I'll go hey it's Jenny from the block everybody does it <laughs> how about you Krista how about you what do you see because you're in the banking world so I will say the banking world's actually done a fabulous job of really 
having a lot of uh, female executives and a, a good mix um, and a lot of mentors for me to look up to. And also, you know, TD specifically does a fabulous job of really, you know, building women in culture. Um, but listen, yes, there's been a million times, especially when I was younger in banking. Oh my gosh, the customers would come in and just sit there, stare, you know, and, and hit on you. And you're like, I can't go anywhere. I can't just walk away. So, you know, there's been a million times when there's been issues along the way. And, and one of the roles we have is going out and meeting with customers and people have been inappropriate, but, you know, you just, to Janet's point, you just stay tough and you just don't put up with it. And you make sure it's very clear that you're not going to tolerate it. And even as a young, young woman, when I was first starting out, I didn't tolerate it either. So, you know, eventually people learn, okay, this, this is not worth my time, you know, <laughs> <laughs> she's she's mm -hmm. not the one um you know and I, I think honestly uh, I've had so many amazing men that I've met along the way that have been mentors to me that really even you know made it clear that you can do anything so it mm -hmm. it's it's been great you know and I, I give all of them so much credit um you know one thing that is hard is as women sometimes we are very, very empathetic and nurturing. And, and definitely you can't always be that way when you're, when you're um, on the risk side of the house that I'm at now. So it's, it's been a little bit challenging making sure that you remember service is very key, but there's a lot of times you have to save people from themselves, say no, and not feel awful about it. <laughs> so. Okay, so no, no, we all network. That's how I know you all. Well, we're all networkers. That's anyone that comes on the show is a networker. And uh, we all want to introduce people. And I, I get that, the fact from all of you talking, you all want to help people out. What is a characteristic in someone that you will help them out? Like, you know, I, I know someone who, I told someone the story last night, I was at an event with a friend of mine, and this person made an anti-Semitic comment in front of me. And I said, you know, I will never help this person out. Never. Okay, I, this person, I dead to me because that's disgusting but then there's someone who can be like shy but they're like you can tell they're really they really want to get out there they just don't know how and i will help them out because you know i think as you said mentoring we have to nurture people and help people out but what are some characteristics that if you sit there and you meet someone at an event and you go man you know this person has integrity or this that what are some what are some characteristics that will make you right there go i really want to help this person out because they just seem good and we'll start with you krista Yes, uh, genuineness is everything to me. I mean, it is so important. And at this point in my life, I can easily sense out if you are genuine or not genuine. And when, you know, to your point, a shy person, if they just start rambling all about them and then blah, 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 and me, 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 I, I, I'm tuning you out because, you know, you're, you're here not just about you. We're here to make connections for each other. So that's really key to me that someone that is going to be a give back and someone that's there for the right reasons. Um, also, one of my biggest pet peeves is follow up. You know, why are you here if you're not actually going to follow up? And, and that you can kind of tell pretty early on as well. Um, you know, there's no point going out and getting to know people if you're not actually going to take the moment to follow up and, and set a plan on how you can work together. 
How about you, Janet? Because you work, you meet a ton of people. You meet more people than anyone here. Because as you said, you have 400 members and people are always jo joining. So, but when, when you're at event, because I'm sure people come to you and say, hey, you know, and especially you, you probably get it all the time. Like, oh, John, I can, you know, such and such, you know, such and such. But what do you look for that you sit there and go, man, I really want to help this person out? Well, in my job, you know, it's our job to connect people. You know, we, we have a less opportunity to say, no, I'm not going to do this. No, I'm not going to do this. You know, we have, we, our bend is we've got to do this. We, we receive requests to do it. Right. So uh, to Chris's point, yes, genuineness, right. Uh, follow up. Those are two very, very good points. Uh, a third is uh, skill. Are they skilled in what they're asking me to connect them with? And if I don't think they're there yet, and as the executive director of the chamber, you know, my connection uh, is important to both parties. So I think what I try to determine in that skill set is maybe they, you know, I get a lot, I get some members that go, can, can you introduce me to, you know, the biggest employer in the South Jersey and the, you know, the, they just started their business last year. Um, and I try to cultivate that conversation. It was like, are you ready for that client? Um, and I, you know, so I really try to help them before I make that connection, make them prepared to be able to, you know, succeed in that connection. So I kind of qualify them. Where are they in that skill set? And I might say, you know, this might not be a great fit for you right now. How about this? You know, there's always, right? Like we're all in sales. It's like, you can't have the Lamborghini, but hey, this Ford F-150 is awesome for you, right? And uh, it's the same way. I am required to make connections. Mm -hmm. So, but I have to qualify them. So everybody gets a win. Um, so that's, that's that, that skill set is the, the third part of it. Genuineness, yes. Um, you know, following up is important and that, so. Those okay. are some of my things. Mm -hmm. All right. How, how about you, Jenny? So I, that was the first thing that came to my mind is, uh, is genuineness. Um, you know, one thing, you know, I would say, um, I'm not a big fan of fake people and I, everyone that knows me knows how I am and how I feel about that. I also very much pride myself on my reputation. So if I feel like you are full of crap and you just, you know, you're coming to me and you, you, you want me to make this connection. I'm not doing it because, uh, you know, I've done it before and I've been burnt. I, you know, my reputation is big and I've had people come back to me like Jenny, you, you know, like I trust you, like, and you're introducing me to someone that, you know, this is what it is. So I really have to feel you out first, you know, before I, I make that, that, that connection because I feel every connection that I have is genuine. The people I have in my network and my circle are genuine. They would go above and beyond. And that's, that's, that's a circle I want. I want to be in. Do I absolutely love making connections? I do. I love meeting new people. And yeah, a coop to, to you saying, um, you know, you, you'll see that person. So I love going to an event 
say Gloucester County, you know, and I, I see someone in a corner by themselves. I am the first one that will go over, grab them. Hey, tell me about yourself. You know, what's, what do you do? And, you know, and some people are really awesome, amazing people. They're just, they have, you know, social anxiety and they're, you know, just trying to come out. It happened last night. I'm, you know, at the event and, you know, this girl's sitting by herself and I'm like, Hey, listen, you know, I came by myself. Let's be together. Let's, you know, let's, let's, you know, and then I met a gentleman and we, we had, we ended up power connecting and starting to meet other people, but you definitely to, to be in my, you know, I'm getting older to be in my circle. You got to be genuine. You have to be a genuine person and you have to be, you know, you have to want to help each other. You know, there's a lot of people I've met along the way. And especially in the last couple of years that are just like, Hey, connect me with this person. Hey, connect me with this person. And, they, and then they'll just say like, Hey, I'm, you know, I got a good, a good person I'll connect you with. And then you never hear from them again. They don't respond back to you. They don't answer. They see you at an event and they're like, Oh, sorry. I was so busy. You know, we're all busy. I get it. Like, you know, but so genuine, honest, and not fake. It's good. It's good. You uh, reach out to someone. I always see that. Like me and my wife went to, we both went to Stockton state. Well, not, not Stockton university. And we, uh, we had a, uh, she volunteers, she writes letters to incoming freshmen. And so we went to a volunteer brunch and I, I know the president, I know a few other people. And we went to this brunch and we saw this young woman sitting all by herself. And I was like, Hey, you just want to sit with us? And she was like, yeah, and she appreciated it because that's right. It's something, you know, you know, you don't want to see someone be alone at an event. So through this, through the weeks of the show, I've learned I'm a minority because I don't read business books. Now, I'm sure, I don't know if you guys read business books, and you may, but we're going to find out because Janet said she put a book down recently, so I know she reads some of them. But I want to know if you've read a business book in the, in the past year or in your life that has really made an impact on you. You know, I get different stuff. Like I did read uh, The Tipping Point by Malcolm Gladwell, but you know, I know it was very interesting. But is there a book, and we'll start with you, Janet, is there any business book that you've read that you've not put down and finished reading that uh, that you've uh, made an impact on you? No. No? I don't read books. I read newspaper articles. I read magazines. I'm a fiend about that stuff. I, I, I don't have the patience to sit down and read books. I've read them, you know, but I can't say there's any specific business book that I've read. I read a lot of different reports. Um, I read a lot of economic economic data, uh, things of that nature, uh, but uh, motivating books or how-to books are not in my repertoire. So. Oh, good. So, so you're like me. All right, good. So I've, I've, yeah. I've common ground with someone. I always feel yeah. stupid when I sit there and go, no. go what did, I went to one network and read it. What did you read? I'm like, I read Motley Crue, The Dirt. And they're like, well, I know yeah. we're talking about hey, books. And that I'm like, gets oh. you there, though. I'm like, I mean, okay. how, about, yeah. how about you, Jenny? Are, are, do you read business books? No. Absolutely <laughs> not. Oh, the only book I, I've actually, Coop, I've read two books in my life. One was The, the Cat in the Hat when I was younger. And the other one is only, uh, I, I literally read it because I started 75 hard and you had to read 10 pages a day. I read David Goggins. It was the best, most motivational book. And that is all I read. I I'm in Sandler training now. So I'm on week eight. So the books that they give, I do read that. And it definitely is, you know, really good and, and teaches you a lot about people. And, and I've learned a lot in that, but Absolutely not. I I don't read books. 
Okay. Wow, man, this is crazy. I, this I've never. This has never happened. Krista, I know you read books. Come on, you got to bring it home. I can't have three people. I mean, I love I'll it because you're all like me. Were your people? If we had, you know, because I said it's like you sit there and you hear some of these books, and, and some sound really interesting, and some you go, ah, oh, that sounds like a load of shit. But there, you know, it's a thing. But Krista, do you read the business books? Please, please say you do and give us an example. Uh, yes, yes, I do. I read all the time. No, um, I, I, in my in my extra free time that I have. Um, but in all honesty, I have actually read a book recently because I am working on my time management. So I actually read the twelve week year, and it gave that me. I've a, read. Really, that I've read. That's, That's a great about book. So why do you say that, Janet? Ten years ago, I read it. I read it ten years ago. Keep, keep going, ago. Krista. <laughs> so um, it's all about blocking your calendar and making sure that you um, take ownership of your calendar. So um, clearly it's resonated and I'm doing everything perfectly now. You, you need to you need to take care of that calendar because I had someone they reached out to me and they said uh yeah we should meet for coffee and I said okay and they said they gave me like a date like six weeks in advance and I said no I don't do anything more than two weeks I, I will not do anything I will not because if you're that important if, if you want to meet with me I'm not six weeks I'm like I could be dead by then I mean seriously but that that's all the different points in the book it actually is a very helpful time management tool that is a great it is a great book so i did read that and it really oh man i guess i might have to read see, it there you yeah. go see you're, you know it's a you're quick it's a quick it's like it it's is. big that's that's why. I think. Now, now, here's here's a point of the show I always love. I always bring it up, and I have to preface this by uh, I don't hate LinkedIn. Okay, I do like LinkedIn. I wouldn't. I reached out to all of you on LinkedIn, and that's how I get guests for the show, and that's how I get business. But there's a lot of things that bother me on LinkedIn. Like you know, I love business coaches. If you're a good business coach, okay. If you're there's there's a great business coaches, and there's crappy business coaches. I was at an event a while ago, and someone's like, "Well, my business coach said my," and I said, "Well, you know what? I don't give a shit what your business coach said. What do you think? Like, what what what's your view?" So I have a problem with sometimes when people saying you know this coach this coach this coach that's one thing that bothers me on linkedin this week what is something that bothers you with linkedin and you know and i said it's great it's a great format and it's great but there's things that bother and i get this every week krista is there anything that bothers you about linkedin me i bother me on linkedin because <laughs> i have no idea what to put and i i'm like at this event i'm like here i am at this event like i what to say and i honestly sometimes i just i'm like why why did i even post but i do it i do do it and i look at it and i have definitely gotten business from linkedin i was at one point called a linkedin stalker so you know it's it's been a good tool for me right. how about how about you jenny so it's funny i never actually ever used to use linkedin i'm a big facebook facebook and instagram like i'm always you know posting and and this that the other and then I you know realize I'm like wow a lot of people are on LinkedIn I got to get on LinkedIn my problem is sometimes I am so um I feel like I'm so real and I can't make myself like I've talked to Janet about this before I'm like Janet like how do I make myself sound more professional because I'm always like hey at this event and you know everything's always like so fun and how I post and I'm like you know I was talking to uh Tim and Deb Jennings last night about it. I was like you know sometimes I just feel like my posts aren't and they're like no Jenny it's genuine it's not the AI you're not like using AI to I go well I didn't even think of that maybe I should start using AI but 
<laughs> you know, but I'm like, no, like my posts are genuine. I'm here. I'm there. You know, yesterday I'm in Jersey to Philly to, to Inspira to this, you know, we're, we're all over the place. But the only thing I'd say that, that bothers me is sometimes, you know, I'll, someone will friend request me or, and I'll, I'll, you know, I'll get it. And, and I don't even get a hello. It's, Hey, I was looking at your, uh, your LinkedIn and, um, yeah, this is your, your, your company needs my marketing and they need this and they need that. Like, they don't even say like, hi, Jenny, how are you? It's, Hey, I was looking at this. You, you're really suffering in this aspect in your business and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, wow, nice to meet you too. You know? And they're, you know, sometimes I'm like, wow, Hey, we need to work on our entry entry, you know? You know, I gotta tell you, Jenny, do keep being genuine though. Cause you know, you may not know this but you know i when i when i see a a post someone goes oh i was at the most fabulous glorious event i go shut up like no one talks <laughs> like that like i went out you know me and my wife were in the dominican republic for our anniversary i didn't come back and go oh i had the most glorious time i said no me and my wife had a great time and so yeah. be genuine because people see through the bullshit and people don't get it and you can tell when something's written by ai you can sit there mm -hmm. and you go because it's all spaced the same but janet what about you on linkedin because you always you post goods because you have to post pictures of events because that's yeah. what you do and and people right. want to see that but what do you have any things you don't like about linkedin yeah hey listen uh, i don't need to know about your workout at the gym on linkedin <laughs> put your keep your shirt on man keep your shirt on you know that's it right i mean you know this stuff i have no like that's facebook and that's instagram there's a platform for that but on linkedin I need you to have your clothes on for me to connect with you. I think that's a basic premise of the professional network. <laughs> you know, unless, hey, unless you're in that space, like if you're, if you own a gym, okay, that makes sense, right? You know, if you're a bodybuilder by trade, okay, that makes sense. I don't know any bodybuilders, although I do get Arnold Schwarzenegger's newsletter every morning. I love it. I love that thing. So, but he doesn't have his shirt off when he sends me his email. So that's my, that's my beat. Keep your shirt on. That's, I, I agree. And it's funny, by the way, uh, if you haven't watched it, look at the, uh, on uh, Netflix, the Arnold Schwarzenegger documentary. It's fascinating. It. It's fascinating. So here's the final question. I always, I always like to ask this to wrap this show up. You meet someone who's out of high school, out of college, out of trade school, and they're starting this, this, this wonderful traveling route to what we do being in the business world and they ask you for advice they say you know give me some insight to what will help me out in the long run jenny what do you tell someone who comes up to you and they're they're bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and they want to take it over what do you tell them what advice do you give them um always stand by who you truly are you know be be genuine in this world no matter how you know we live in in an unkind unkind world sometimes. So never uh, never be fake and and never be somebody that you're not just to impress someone else. You know that's definitely one big thing I would say. I would definitely say be genuine, help everybody. You know help help each other out. Don't don't go you know thinking that you know being condescending because that that person's you know some big. I always say all the time. You know I treat the janitor the same as I treat a CEO. So that's one um, one way I, I, I would definitely give advice. Okay, how about you, Krista? I would say uh, to someone that would be going into my career, not to focus on the goals. 
you must focus on each customer, each um, opportunity at a time and be, to steal Jenny's word, genuine in everything you're doing because success will come with the right behavior. If you just focus on doing the right behaviors each day and doing things for the right reasons and not, you know, there's so many times I refer people outside because it doesn't make sense for them to do whatever they're doing. And I want to retain them as a relationship. So focus on relationships and success will come. How about you, Janet? Oh, well, I tell you what, two things. Number one, I get a lot, you know, people that want to go into business. Right. That's, you know, they come to me like, you know, they want to open a business. And honestly, the first question I ask them is, how are you going to make money? Because a lot of people come to me with some great ideas, but there's no market for it. So you have to be honest with them, you know, because you have to make money because you got to go to the grocery store and pay your car payment. Um, so that's that's fact. I think for the long haul. Um, and I tell young people this, listen, I'm in the twilight of my career. I've been lucky at the Gloucester County Chamber to start. Uh, uh, it's called the Crew on Deck. It's a young professional group. And what I try to tell them at 25 or 26, because they can't fathom what it's like in my bracket. But, you know, always throughout your career, find a way. And there's going to be lots of changes in your career, as you guys can all attest to, is Continue to find a way to be relevant in your field. Make sure you're up on all the technology as much as you can. Your relationships, what's around the corner. Make sure that you are constantly building your skills, whether you're 25, 35, or you know, 70. Um, and I'm not there yet, not at 70. But just be relevant because where you're, you know, Krista started is, you know, customer service, right? And here she is, you know, running with the big dogs. Um, Jenny, you know, started waiting tables and here she is like the best networker on the planet. And it, but because they've always managed to stay relevant and up on their skills. And that is truly the way you survive a, and have a great, strong career. Well, that was awesome. I want to thank you all for coming on. How, how can people get in touch with you? Jenny, how can people get in touch with you? Uh, you can go through my LinkedIn. You can go through my Facebook. Um, you can definitely uh, call my uh, call my cell phone. I can post it on um, when you post this after. Um, yeah, I mean, reach out, please. Any, anytime. Anybody who needs, you know, advice, anything, wants to connect to somebody or reach out, call me. How about you, Janet? Uh, you can reach us through the Gloucester County Chamber website. That's gc-chamber.com. Reach out to me. I'm happy to have a conversation with you. All right. And you, Krista? I would say LinkedIn is best. I do have my contact information available through LinkedIn. Okay. So people reach out to them. If you need, if you want to join a Chamber of Commerce, reach out to Janet. If you need restoration, reach out to Jenny. And if you want to need banking advice, reach out to Krista. And you can reach out to me at the coop tank at yahoo.com. You know, if you want to advertise and sponsor an episode, please hit me up because the people who do my show are shakers and movers in the, in the business world. And the people who watch the show are shakers and movers. So what do you want your name out to those people? Also, if you have an event coming up and you need a moderator, I moderate great. A lot of moderators suck. I'm not, I have no problem saying that they're boring. They fall asleep. I know how to read a room. I have but years of doing stand-up comedy, I'm good at moderating. And also, sweet recording. 
Go to SweetRecording.com if you have a podcast you want to start or want to find more about it, about the business. Hook up with Joe. So I want to thank Joe and Jemmy from Sweet Recording producing the show. Also, Rich DeSista from Sweet Recording. I'm Steve Cooper. I will talk to you all next time. <laughs>